and welcome to the Compatible You podcast, where we speak weekly about women's health and wellness in an attempt to break the stigma of what makes us us. So I'm super excited for today's episode. Um, It's kind of a part two to the podcast I did earlier with Sammy, which was received well by everyone. It's amazing. Um, And I guess why we wanted to do another episode is when Sammy was answering her questions, she talked a little bit about her experience with postnatal depression and we didn't kind of dive too much into that because one, I didn't know, I guess, that Sammy was going to talk about that. And I really thought that kind of topic needs its own episode because I guess the more you learn about postnatal depression and I guess pregnancy's impact on your body image and your relationship with yourself, you kind of start to hear it from others as well. Um, But I think you only start hearing about it either when things have gone too far or kind of by accident, if that makes sense. So I was really lucky when I reached out to Sammy to see if we could kind of do another episode, if she was comfortable to talk about that. And she said she was. So she's back. Hey, Sammy, welcome back. Hi. I'm back. (laughs) Good to have you back on. I'm used to this. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah, it's good. I love it. It's Once you do one, like when I first did my first episodes, I was like shitting myself and was like, oh God, this is going to be awful. But now I'm like, no, this is good. Just talk and just talk and people do listen and it's nice it's very nice especially when yeah you're talking about these kind of topics which we've touched on yes I'm very happy mm-hmm. that we're getting the word out I did just want to start this podcast with a bit of a trigger warning for listeners um I think I guess all the podcasts I'm really talking about deserve a trigger warning because we do talk about those tricky issues and I guess sometimes we'll talk about things and you might not realize you'll be triggered by something that said, because we never know when something's going to bring up those emotions and thoughts. So, yeah, we will be talking about um, postnatal depression, other mental health issues. So just a pre-warning. Um, obviously, we love having listeners, but we don't want it at the cost of your emotional health. So if you this isn't something that you need to be listening to, recommend thinking about yourself first. So, all right, let's get into it. So kind of, again, I've asked Sammy some questions and she's been able to kind of reflect on them because it is one of those topics where you kind of want to prepare a little bit instead of just being put on the spot. So we're just going to kick off with the first question. And I wanted you to kind of talk about your own experience with postnatal depression, because I guess with the first episode we did, um, a lot of the feedback was people didn't like think that you kind of had those body image struggles. Like they were kind of like, oh, but th- this is how I think you are. And I think they're probably going to maybe have those feelings again. So, yeah, if you could just talk about your experience. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you did that little intro with the trigger warning because I actually had written down to make sure I reached out to people. Which, yeah. So I just I did have that written down that like. I've cha- I've been through the challenges of trying to conceive. So, um, I mean, there's people that go through that miscarriages, infant loss. And I guess I did experience one of those where, and I still am, well, yeah, on and off, but yeah, I did want to say that as well. So I'm glad that you touched on that. Yeah. Um, I'm not an expert. So, you know, this is just my own experience and yeah. So my experience with postnatal depression um, I mean, there's different effects to postnatal depression. And like, I guess when people think of it, they sometimes think that it's just 
you know, the main one is not having that connection with your child, mm. which is like, you know, when people think of that, <laughs> that's the first thing that pop in is they have postnatal depression or, I mean, people never really talk about it anyway. Um, yeah. But I suffered really bad and quite horribly with anxiety. So my, that was my, my main postnatal depression is, um, yeah, like I remember having Callie and I had an amazing experience with like my midwife and the midwife team in Peary. Um, like, yeah, my midwife was incredible. A lot of people would know Wendy and yeah, talk yeah. very highly of her. Um, but yeah, but after I went home, it was kind of when my anxiety hit. Um, I don't really think I left the house for about two weeks. Um, I didn't let any visitors come. So I remember saying to Matt, oh my God, I just don't want anyone here. Um, I sent out a message and some people took it a bit to heart, but some people were quite good where I said, we'll let you know when we're ready. Yeah. Um, you know, and some people just like rock up <laughs> and it's so stressful. I know. Yes, I was really anxious. Like I was so anxious that someone was just going to rock up and I'd be breastfeeding. And yeah, so I remember match, like there was a couple of days into being home and we spent three days in hospital I did not want to leave hospital um because I couldn't breastfeed Callie like she wasn't latching properly and it was so um traumatizing for me and I went through probably like a small stage in my labor where um which a lot of people don't realize that so I actually have never had a pap smear (laughs) and I think um, like there is actually a lot more people that haven't had them that you don't know so I think when I say to some people I've never had a pap and people are like, oh my god you have to get it you have to get it but I don't know there's some like traumatizing thing about me that I just don't want to yeah. and um I remember yeah through my labor where my midwife checked how far dilated I was and it was absolutely horrible but like people say yeah it's quite, it's bad but it's not as bad as like this or that mm-hmm. or you know people say oh that didn't hurt for me but that was one thing that I thought about for weeks and weeks and weeks after and match thought the same. I think of my face and the experience of it. I was just like, (laughs) and some people say, yeah, it's horrible, but some people like, cause I was only like two centimeters dilated when she checked, it wasn't very far. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was something that I know it sounds a bit silly is like this one thing like people would think well hang on you went through labor for 12 hours what how was that not the worst part of it but it seriously was this one little moment that was like really triggering for me and matches face when I was like looking at him like he's like that was the worst I felt helpless um but yeah like I just remember I was as I was saying before that match went to the shops about three days after I had had Callie and I screamed and I cried as soon as he left the house I rang him said come home Mm. I just can't do this like and I was just I was just so anxious and I didn't know why Mm. um but it yeah it was just this really horrible feeling um but breastfeeding um, was so yeah sorry had anxiety before or was this kind of completely new to you like what my feeling no definitely like since having Callie has been like that was probably the start of my anxiety um but like breastfeeding was really painful for me and that was something where my and my breasts are quite large so 
you know, when people say, oh, they're out, out in public and they have to breastfeed, it's like, it's so, like for me, I had to hold my boob up with two hands. I remember Kelly's head was, my, my boob is bigger than Kelly's head. <laughs> it was like so uncomfortable. And like every time I went to breastfeed, it was like, yeah, like I was would scream of pain. Mm. Um, and Kelly cluster fed really like, like a, a lot. But, you know, I reached out to people about my breastfeeding. They're like, oh, no, it's fucked. <laughs> and, like, yeah, but no yeah. one would talk about that. Like, you know, when you're in the hospital and they're trying to teach you how to breastfeed, it's not like they don't actually talk about the painful side of it, I don't think. They just say, oh, you're not doing it properly. You're going to, you know, like do it this way or try this way. And they really force the, like, you know, just keep trying, keep trying, but you just feel so... But yeah, yeah just... that was interesting that you say that because I did a podcast ages ago um, with Hannah Milstead. I think you might have listened to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, yeah, starting to be um, like in a position to be able to help and guide like on more depth breastfeeding. But when I did post that one, so many people came forward and said that they struggled with breastfeeding and it was just no yeah. one talked about it. And I guess because no. I haven't, um, had a child yet, um, haven't, you know, been through pregnancy like it's, I didn't realize it was such a thing and just how traumatic it can be. Cause I think, you know, we'll probably touch on it, but I guess a lot of the time people talk about pregnancy and, you know, trying for a baby and then even like being a parent as the most like magical shit to happen. And I'm like, I'm sure it is. Yeah. But there is yeah. But there is a lot of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, Callie wouldn't take a bottle either. So it was like, I did try that. So people are just trying a bottle. I tried it. And, and you do, you do like, you see people always writing like, oh, breast is best and shit like that. But it's seriously like people, if I'm, I don't know how I push it out, but probably like a month. And then it was quite like, it was just natural then. Like she would latch on and whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, breastfeeding was quite tra- traumatizing for me. But I, um, I also suffered really bad with sleep loss and not just from Callie being people who are like, oh, of course you did, she's a baby. <laughs> but it wasn't that. It was actually um, I was up all night like just thinking about horrible shit. So the first week I was home, I remember every single night I would just cry to match and be like, what if, and all I would think about is death. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and like a few people I have reached out to like, you just think of the most horrible shit happening. <laughs> Yeah. to you or your partner or your um your baby like and I would just cry to match and it's like what if one of us die what if I die and Kelly doesn't have me or you wait you just think I don't know when you have a baby these hormones that come out are fucking crazy yeah. like you just think the most messed up shit and you know my anxiety was quite bad going places too like when you have a baby and you're in this little happy bubble, but at the same time you see the world completely different and there's so many like crazy people out there and there yeah, is, yeah, yeah. you just, you just don't know what's going to happen when you take your baby out. Your child's um, so just, precious. It's like you've got to protect it. And like, you've got to protect your baby. Like, you know, you don't want anyone to touch them. You don't want anyone, anyone to hurt them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also, you know, I suffered with body image acceptance and stuff, which we'll get to later, but yeah. So yeah, I did like, I just, and you know, the more I spoke about it with people that were like, yeah, like I felt that too, but they didn't know that that was normal. Like I thought I was going fucking crazy when I was in bed, like match, what if this happens, that happens. And I still have it quite bad, but I did start like, you know, I have been on anxiety medication on and off since I've had Cali, which yeah. has helped, but 
yeah it's, it's the same people probably don't think you know they probably think that you know what I posted on social media but you, you never want to talk about it at the time 100%. you know you never want to say reach out on your social media say I'm fucking struggling why am I thinking of death people are like what the hell like do you know what I mean like reels if I don't live up to that people are gonna think I'm crazy or think yeah exactly yeah and I yeah. think that's uh, that's why I'm so glad we're talking about it because yeah I guess we only talk about it really when kind of, you know, shit's really hit the fan and it's at that point where, you know, someone's actually had that complete breakdown and it's, yeah, it's just crazy. Like I didn't realise before kind of diving into this area that actually like one in five women will experience postnatal depression and anxiety in their life. Mm. That's crazy. So just like to think about it, like every one of us probably knows someone who may be silently suffering or battling through it or someone like yourself who's actually talking about it. So good on you for talking about it. Like it's really important that we do. It was good to talk about it and like, you know, that's why it's nice to do a podcast like this so people can reach out and say, oh, my God, I was experiencing that as well. Thank you. Like, and it does, it makes me feel like I'm helping someone at least. Yeah. 100% no it's amazing and yeah you should be super proud of yourself so did you um was this the first time you experienced um anxiety is that or did you like have elements of it before I had like short elements of like anxiety but mainly probably with my body and we spoke about that last week where like you know when I was going out and stuff I would get really anxious but it's a different cold different side of anxiety is just when you have a baby and you know, you think of all these horrible things happening and you're just not yourself. And yeah, that's what I, I probably struggled with just that it is such a freaking bizarre thing you go through. Yeah. Like you give birth to a human yeah. and then it's just there, like just that moment. And it is an incredible moment where, you know, you see a little human like right in front of you and you're like, what the f- yeah, what is <laughs> going crazy? On? And yeah. then you're like, oh my God, I have to take it home. I have to like, this is I'm my, I have to, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So it's just crazy. Yeah. And I think, I guess, because we talked about it, like pregnancy and childbirth and parenting is, you know, this incredible thing that we talk about that, I guess, you know, when you do fall pregnant, like you feel lucky because, you know, we know not everyone can do that. So I guess sometimes like, did you feel like you weren't able to talk about the struggles because you kind of wanted to be like, no, I wanted this, like I wanted children. This is a life I want, but like you kind of had to keep up an appearance to like not feel guilty about it. Yeah, I guess like you always put on a bit of a front, (laughs) but yeah, like, like I said, the more you talk about it to people like my sister had, like she had already had two kids and, you know, everyone's like, that's normal. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Like, but I mean, some things people didn't agree or say that they felt and you're like, yeah, you do feel a little bit like, oh it's shit, just- am I going crazy? Yeah. 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 No, thanks. So yeah, talking about that. Um, and I guess we might have touched on it a bit before, but how did um, that, I guess, the anxiety and stuff, how did that like impact how you saw your body and yourself as a mum? Like, did that have an impact on it? Yeah. So like, as I said on the last podcast, after having Callie, it probably took a massive toll on my body, like my feelings towards accepting my body after giving birth. And like a lot of the things are different, just like the small things like you bend down and you'd be like, oh shit. <laughs> just a little bit or you know you feel like your insides are just gonna like fall out yeah um 
but yeah, like I just had my stages where I like, you know, I couldn't look at myself and I went through a, a few different, um, you know, like diet programs and yeah. So then I actually, you know, after having Callie, I was like, I need to lose weight, which is just is when I think about it now, obviously when I, my mindset's completely different. I'm like, why did you like, why were you hating so much on your body when you had this like baby? Like, do you know what I mean? Like you look, you should be looking at her and think I just carried her. And yeah. So I actually went to the doctor and I was like, I, I, I feel, I hate myself. I want like, I, after having Callie, I'm just not the same. And I actually went on Duramine, which um, like we have spoken about privately, which when my doctor actually put me on Duramine, which you cut, you're like, you still I remember can't when believe you told me that. I think I'm still kind of processing this and kind of just like, I remember I asked yes. you like, I know, obviously I'm not a doctor. I don't know everything, not trying to say that, but I remember just asking you like real basic stuff. I was like, like, did they do like a, like a medical review did they take observations of you did they really dive into you know what was going on I know doctors are busy I know they kind of especially GPs have to be the jack of all trades but I was like did they just ask you know basic questions and you know did they take your blood pressure and stuff like that and you said they didn't and I was just like oh holy fuck no and like I half was like you know I said I just want I just need a bit of a kickstart like and it's so horrible to say but I was I just need something to get me going get me start losing weight and then I'll start exercising and I'll do it myself but when he's like Duramine and I had no really idea what Duramine was at the time yeah um like I knew people had taken it and it works like they lose weight really quick Mm um but you know it's I feel so silly talking about it because I don't like, like I said, um, my family would have no idea that I was on it. I mean, Match did at the time, but he honestly just wanted me to like be happy. And he will always let me know that I don't need any of that shit and I'm perfect. And he loves my body. Yeah. Um, but I knew that it would help me lose weight fast and it didn't, and it didn't. <laughs> so like I was three days into it and I had all the side effects to Jeremiah. so I was like, so dizzy I felt sick couldn't get out of bed um yeah I just felt like shit because you don't eat anything like you have a bite of something and you fall I know and it's just like you have no energy like I had Cali I needed energy yeah yeah. and and that's what like it was after it was probably like still like nine ten months after I had Cali I think I stopped breastfeeding her when she was one Mm -hmm. so it wasn't straight after but a year goes pretty quick yeah it flies by yeah, when like, I mean the year with this, she's a newborn so I was I was off work for a year and I like I said I did like a few like diet programs um which yeah weren't really like made for me I don't think they were too too hardcore um but yeah that really when I did that and I felt so horrible I was like yeah why am I why am I doing this and I guess um that's kind of isn't that crazy? Like when you think about it, like you've, like you said, you've given birth to this incredible daughter, like so, so powerful. Like your body just did this amazing thing. Yet our minds are just such assholes that they're, you know, you're not thinking about all the achievements you've done or the fact that your body had to change to accommodate, you know, life. And it just throws you right back into that diet culture mentality. You need to change your body. And I guess when you started Duramine, what do you think, like, what was your expectations for, like, what were you hoping was going to happen with that? Like, I know weight loss, but what else? Yeah, like, oh, I don't really know. I guess I just, 
like I think I took it for four days and I actually I hardly ate anything but Mm. I don't really know what I expected from it like I just expected to lose weight and hopefully feel good about myself (laughs) which you don't need your mind to do that um that I know now but but yeah I just I just did it because I knew it would be like a what I was thinking was it would be something that would start me like I would lose a few kilos oh my god this sounds so stupid to say because no, <laughs> my mind like I said my mindset yeah. is completely different now but at the time I was like oh you know I'll drop five kilos and I might fit in those jeans that I had on before Kelly or and that's the thing like we keep all these clothes and then we have a baby and people are so freaking hard on themselves and they're like you know, these clothes, oh, you just give me a few months. I'm breastfeeding, you know, and that's the other thing is I was breastfeeding Kelly for a year and you see these people like, you know, they they drop weight really quick and you're like, oh, why? And people are, oh, that, she's breastfeeding. She's breastfeeding. And I'm like, well, fucking at the time I was like, where's my bloody weight loss from breastfeeding? At the time I was thinking that. Yeah. So I was, I was like, maybe I need something else. And, you know, some people would actually even say, like, oh, you're breastfeeding, you'll lose weight. You're like, well, I know. Like that, people would make comments like, oh, and, you know, people would always say comments about other people's, oh, you don't even look like you've had a baby. And you're like, well, do I then? Does that mean, mean oh, that? Oh, what's wrong with my body yeah. then? What's wrong with my body? I mean, I look like I've had a baby. Like with all our bodies are so freaking different. It's so frustrating. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah, an important point you raised about the clothes, I think. That I mean, we're all talking about it now with the whole Kim Kardashian ordeal of oh, the yeah. gala. But uh, that aside, um, yeah, people just we hold on to these clothes and we just like put so much pressure on ourselves to fit back into it. But it's like if you need to buy a larger size, like who gives a fuck? Like your body's changed. Just birth to yeah. like a belly was like you've had this baby in your belly. Of yeah. course, there's going to be like some extra bits of skin and yeah, yeah. you know throw out the damn clothes just get rid of them they've got no place there yeah and before I guess before you were pregnant did you like like I know you would have been like excited for your child but did you learn anything about like how your body would change and how that might like impact on your body image like how did you navigate that yeah not really like I didn't really um know much about it I mean like when you don't have kids I think you don't really hear about postnatal depression or you don't hear about how your body changes and you just think people have kids and they're happy and you don't you know you don't really know what happens behind closed doors but um like me and match did like a prenatal class with the midwife here in period and she was fantastic um and someone actually come into the class and spoke about her experience with postnatal depression um but yeah and they do and like the classes are really good um, but she only really spoke about the bonding with her child that she had and she ne- knew she needed to go and get help, yeah. um, which I did really experience. Um, but I mean, like when you're in them classes and you're just so scared of giving birth, you yeah. kind of forget about all the um, other little things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I could like, I like, yeah, I think it's just so important to not get, like everyone's just so focused so much on the happiness of the child that we really need to speak more about the stuff that, you know, we're not speaking about. Um, Yeah. And I guess how did you kind of navigate through that? Did you reach out for help? Did you talk to people? Like what advice would you give someone battling through postnatal depression? Um, 
like everything that you're feeling is quite normal. I mean, someone close to you that's had a baby has probably experienced the exact same thing, um, you know, and feeling the feeling that you have is, yeah, it's just once you talk about it with people, people agree mm-hmm. um, and not all our bodies are going to have that bounce back. I love the quotations because we're well, which is bullshit. Stop, stop saying that shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like don't look too much into the like your body bouncing back bullshit because it's just, yeah. Um, and all our bodies are so different. Like we are all we all carry a baby differently. Yeah. Some um, of us, yeah. yeah, some of us put have lots of fluids, some of us don't, some of us just grow the baby and you know. Some people I know have no um, appetite during pregnancy where they, you know, they might look completely different after to what they were, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah, everyone's so different. Um, But yeah, like we are all facing some type of body shame and it's so messed up, but it's normal to feel those insecurity feelings after having a baby. Um, Like I had someone, um, she reached out to me just after I did the last podcast and was like I've just wished that I you know I might not fit into those genes but mm. like I've just given birth to an amazing like this baby and I'm so lucky that I gave birth to a baby and mm. like some people have that really good mindset but some just they just don't understand that everyone's feeling that yeah but yeah and um having a baby like them securities after having a baby but you don't need to think of them in a horrible way because there is like so many people that are facing these feelings and like you're amazing you just gave birth yeah um, right and yeah, if it was natural c-section if you're breastfeeding if you're not like not everyone gets milk supply not everyone gets big milk supply not everyone like does not mean that you're a bad mom like yeah. you know your baby's getting fed it doesn't mean like it doesn't matter what way your baby's getting fed like if you're a mom, if you gave birth, you're incredible and our bodies are amazing. And like, you're not alone. That's what I've said to so many people. And like, I now message people like my friends, new mums, and I'll say, you know, like everything you're feeling is normal. I'm always here if you need. And at the start, they're like, oh, good. Like, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> and then like a couple of weeks in, like, oh, about that. You know, yes, not fine. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's and like, thank you for reaching out because like, you know, and I just, I wish that I was there more for my sister and, I, and after I had a baby and then I'm like, fuck, like yeah. I was so fucking selfish, but my sister's always like, no, you weren't, you always did things for me. But I'm like, yeah, but I, I now have experienced that. And I'm like, I wish I was there for more of my friends and more of my family who had had babies because if they were feeling half of what I was feeling, then like they would feel so alone. And when people don't have kids, sometimes it's really hard to explain that. So, you know, a podcast like this is like kind of good sometimes for people who haven't had kids to make sure they're reaching out to their friends that have. 100% just kind of that appreciation. And I guess like you know, like you shouldn't feel bad about not reaching out to those people before because, yeah, you didn't know it. Like, shit, you know, we don't sometimes learn things until we've been through it, unfortunately. But at least now, you know, you're kind of speaking up about it and kind of getting that word out. So I think that is something you should be very proud of and yeah. not too hard on yourself for the stuff before. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing this. Again, it's not an easy thing to talk about, but like we said, you know, 
when people are feeling like this, they're alone, they feel alone. And that's what the shame, that's what the bad thoughts want you to feel like. So yeah, I guess hopefully people can resonate with something from this episode. If not, they can maybe check in on a friend or a loved one and just see how they're going. But yeah, thank you so much for jumping on, Sammy. You're welcome. And like, it's not just um, postnatal depression. Like I said, at the start of the podcast, like there's so many people that are struggling to conceive and yeah have miscarriages and I mean we do hear about stillbirth like with people but people don't understand how many people are struggling to conceive and I think like just ending it with just be careful what you're saying to people yeah and like you know you just never under you never know what people are going through if it's postnatal depression if it's struggling with conceiving or miscarriages like people don't always tell people what's going on so I think like yeah just be careful what you say to people and definitely that whole shame thing no one like it's not blessed it wouldn't um, like again I can't speak from personal experience but you can can't even begin to imagine the pain that those women and men or anyone who's been um by that and especially yeah before Mother's Day Mother's Day on the weekend is not a happy day for everyone. Mothers who have lost children, children who have lost mothers. It's, yeah, it's one of those times where, I mean, always we have to be aware of what we're saying, but, yeah, it's definitely a good reminder to end on. Thank you for that. Incredible. No worries. Thank you for having me again. Always. Thank you guys for listening. And, yeah, please um, reach out if you need. I'll add some links um, to some resources on this podcast in the description as well if you do need to reach out.